Salsa shark. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Throughout history, they have been a part of our American life. Men and women who have made it their mission to serve their fellow man. They've worked hard enough. Isn't it time? They had their own movie. Clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. I, I don't bother them and they don't bother me. I could do without the people in the video store. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's no ice? You mean I gotta drink this coffee hot? You'd feel a hell of a lot better if you just rip into the occasional customer. You're a clerk, paid to do a job. You can't just do anything you want while you're working. Convenience store, you run here. Miramax Films presents. You think anybody can see us down here? Why? Do you want to have sex or something? <sighs> can we? Clerks, just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Featuring new music by Soul Asylum, Corrosion of Conformity, Bad Religion, The Jesus Lizard, and music by Alice in Chains. Damn right. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. I remember that tagline when the movie, well, I mean, not when it first came out, but like I remember watching it on VHS for the first time, and uh, that was the tagline for it. And I was like, hell yeah. It's a really good tagline, and it's actually a very accurate tagline. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's... the case of Randall. Yeah. <laughs> Pop here with the coffee. Mm hmm. I like I like Dante's uh I don't bother them, they don't bother me. And he's like, You lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Movie Night Extravaganza, episode one hundred one zero 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 emoji, hunt emoji, hunt emoji. Um I am here with Jay Andrew Snooches, different than Snoogans, uh yes. world. Well, snitches is a form of agreement from the uh, view askew universe, if you uh, don't mind me saying. So, uh, yes, I, I well, agree. Snoogans, is, I, uh, Snoogans, all, Snoogans means he's just kidding. Snooches yes. is what he comes in and says, snooch is a motherfucking nooch. Snoogans is a different, yeah. Yes, no, exactly, exactly. They're, they're, yeah, they're two different terms. Four minutes in. <laughs> wow. They're, they're two separate terms in the, uh, in the lexicon of, of the view askew averse. Apparently, it's not just the view of Skewiverse. These are just things that, like, Jay would actually, like, Jason Muse would actually just say. Like, apparently, yes. they, they just incorporated the weird shit that he would say into his. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm also here. Conan Neutron, host of Britonic Reversal. Uh, Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends. And he has a new offering on Bandcamp, a new music project, uh, Just the Solos by Action Chief. Brand new, right. brand new band, brand new EP. Uh, get it right now. Turn this off or, or open the second browser. <laughs> go to go. Oh, wow! To, Whoa! Sorry. Or the cops will get you. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's, it's enforced by law. <laughs> go to actionchief.bandcamp.com right now in a second window or on your phone and order. Uh, Action Chief, you know, 
just, just the solos. solos. Yes. Just, you know, nothing but solos. Nothing, nothing but solos. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that introduction for us. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this as the 100th episode. I think this is a very interesting film and actually probably a little underrated in the in the film universe because so much of it has just seeped into popular culture and movie movies now are just like naturally kind of like self-aware and like you know kind of like jokey and stuff in a way that like is heavily ripped off from it and all that said it works as a standalone feature having nothing to do with any of the rest of the kevin smith uh filmography as well so i think it's a good one to talk about and uh, 100 episodes not bad. A lot of episodes. Not bad. A lot of <laughs> episodes. A lot of, <laughs> lot of Amazon movies that I went to buy. <laughs> um, so stoked to talk about this and should be good. That's my prediction. All right. Also joined by Christina Oaks, Silent Chris. I don't know. Well, I guess Silent Bob, but all right. I just, I, I looked at that and I automatically thought Chris Kringle, but I don't know why. <laughs> Silent. What's the. Uh, well, you know, you know, Chris Kringle, silent but deadly. Well, I love this film because Kevin Smith is pretty much from the same area of New Jersey that I'm from, in that Central Jersey area of like Red Bank and Monmouth County, Freehold, Monmouth County for myself. So I'm like, all his films like hold a special place in my heart. You call it pork roll, or do you? Uh, is that the part of Jersey that it is? Pork roll. All right. <laughs> Not Taylor we're... Ham. Pork roll. All right, we're on a, I guess this is a, a uh, 100% pork roll podcast. <laughs> um, also joined by John Ross of the John Ross Show. How's it going? Here comes John. He's a berserker. Na, 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 na. I assure you we're open. There. That's it. I, that last part in the movie was uh, just something that came up uh, right away. That's my favorite part. Well, my second favorite part yeah um so i i have way too many clips that i found this week but this is this is one of my favorite movies always has been i think i first watched it well let's start with i guess where where everybody first was when they watched this because i watched this i think i was either 10 or 11 i was with uh my best friend maddie like my childhood best friend and we would run around and uh we would yell 37 at each other all the fucking time because, in a row <laughs> and and we were definitely like way too young like if if like you know older like adults had heard us be like you suck 37 dicks they'd be like what are these children doing like why are, what are these children talking about? Who's, who's bringing these children up that they would be behaving in this manner <laughs> well you know if they start smoking at four that's what happens later mm. <laughs> outside uh, of the uh the convenience store <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I guess I'll start with that I saw this in my senior year of high school when it came out and was even though I grew up in a town called Modesto which is more in common with Kansas than the rest of California as far as culturally I was very excited for a movie that had a Jesus Lizard song in it as well as other things and by the way the soundtrack of this is pretty fantastic and um Saw it without knowing anything about it, other than the fact that it was a customer service shop. I remember right. You know, it must have been it must have been uh, ninety five that I saw it because I was I was just to start working my first and only retail job at Tower Records, only retail job I ever worked. And let's just go ahead and charitably say I was not suited to it. Shocking, <laughs> exactly nobody. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy songs on this, but uh, yeah, I like the I like the Chewbacca um the Supernova one. It's like Supernova Chewbacca. Song. What a Wookiee! 
I mentioned it earlier in the, in the group chat, but uh, the Supernova, some of those super Supernova guys and some of the Manor Astroman guys, including Brian Teasley, former guest of the show, were uh, Servotron, which was a di- which a different band that was um, robot themed. Is probably the, the best way I can put it. But yeah, those guys and uh, some of the guys at Manor talked about that when he was actually on too. He might he might have yeah yeah Servotron's yeah, yeah, very interesting. They have their, uh, yeah, he tried to do it and it was the kind of thing where he started describing it immediately knew it was a mistake and kind of like made a joke about it as he was doing it. Cause it was like, it's a lot of information to like that kind of pack in. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they're basically just like a man or Astroman's whole deal is like, Oh, they're a surf band from space. Servotron was like their killer robots of of some sort, but they had (laughs) interesting band, but it's all, it's supernova guys as well. That, although that was like far and away. Like I saw supernova with uh, the buzzcocks actually. And it was, wow. uh, it was a good show. Thank you. And yeah, the cops are apparently going, going to see it right now. <laughs> I was going to say, apparently the cops showed up. Who knew? Okay, we got to be careful here. All right, all right. Really, um... who's, who's smoking right now? Why are the cops? <laughs> oh, man. Geez. So when, uh, I went off to college uh, for, for freshman orientation. Um, they showed clerks uh, Saturday night. And um, instead of like, like uh, going to see some movie I'd never heard of before, I decided to get really wasted on on uh caffeine and watch cartoon oh network. wasted on caffeine <laughs> watch cartoon network like all <laughs> night long without sleeping uh-huh. yeah and, and uh yeah yeah i'm like i was sitting there like you know still vibrating after you know all that mountain do i drank um uh, you know running in and out of the bathroom watching like fantastic four at six in the morning <laughs> which is different from your regular life how <laughs> um less vibrating more sleep okay there you go all right just checking <laughs> but uh well, christina yeah yeah well the first the first kevin smith film i ever remember watching was jersey girl and i was like Oof. okay i know i was like Sorry. 10 years old so i was like i need to find more <laughs> kevin smith films because i was familiar with the jay and silent bob characters growing mm. up i like jersey girl i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and actually say I, that. I, it could what? be better it could have been better, but you oh, know. I'm not saying it wasn't. It wasn't like it's like I'm not going to pretend it's his best film or anything like that. But like, no, I, I thought I thought it was it was a sweet film. I, I you know I th- I think it succeeded what he was Got trying George to do. George Carlin in it. Yeah. Hell I, yeah. I think like, I might yeah. appreciated it more if it wasn't Kevin Smith doing Jersey Girl for the reason wow. that like. I was expecting just like, a, you know, James Tom and Bob showing out or something. And like, I was excited yeah. to see it. And then I was like, oh, this it was is just trying to do something different. And, and I appreciate that, you know, yeah. and, and I think, I think he succeeded at what he was set out to do, but I don't, I don't think it was a great, uh, you know, movie. Like, like it's not a classic movie or anything. It's just, yeah. it's fine. And it's but like, like separate from like the rest of Kevin Smith lore. It's like separated yeah. from the rest of the U.S. universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has also from everything universe. else, uh, George Carlin's really done, right? Come like on, like dies a, in the first yeah. couple minutes of it. So, like, like, come on, right. you know, like, yeah. how it's bad can straight, it be? But it's like a, it's like a straightforward, uh, <laughs> like it's a straightforward rom com or like you know family comedy, I guess. And yeah. that's that's different from anything. I can't imagine like George Carlin being sincere like that and anything else. That when are you gonna what? take her to see the cats? <laughs> It's like you know, the, better, it like better George class. Carlin uh, scene is the uh, in, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where he's he's sitting in the, the front seat teaching them the rules of the road. <laughs> yeah, it actually gets into that in that Carlin documentary, that two part one. That's really good. Uh, mm. I highly recommend it if you have any interest whatsoever in in the man and his and, and his actual work, not necessarily just the stuff that was propagated into society, which is still interesting and worthy, especially since a lot of espoused 
critical thinking, but it's a really good doc too. It's it's well worth watching. It's one of those things you're like four hours, huh? But then you're like, oh yeah, this dude like did like thirty seven <laughs> in a row, <laughs> four hours in a row. Yeah, George yeah. Carlin sucked that many dicks when he was in, when he was learning teaching the rules of the road. Yeah, the sixties were a wild time. Yeah, okay, as we keep getting anywhere. reminded of all the time. <laughs> you you keep getting reminded of it. I live, you know. Like fifteen minutes from Woodstock, thirty minutes from Woodstock. <laughs> hey man, I when I worked when I worked at that Tower Records, it was the Tower Records in Berkeley. So uh, all right, I, yeah, that's the only. <laughs> other I feel the pain. It was it was harsh choke, man. Yeah, harsh choke is like the name of probably like six different restaurants in Berkeley. Yeah, I was gonna say I, cho- I chose my words carefully <laughs> when I said that. So, um, but yeah, Christina. All right, so when did you see Clerks? I saw Clerks probably when I was in middle school. Cause the, I kind of I didn't go like in order of like the Kevin Smith films because I was like I don't want to watch like anything with Jane Silent Bob. I didn't find out they were in Clerks until like after I saw. But I was like, <laughs> I actually enjoy Clerks and learning more about like Kevin Smith and how he's from like Central Jersey. And they even yeah. filmed Clerks three in Middletown, which is where my sister lives. So she was like, Hell yeah! And I'm like, Name one Kevin Smith film that is in Clerks three. <laughs> Clerks two. Clerks two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, Anne Frank, Anne Frank, Helen Keller, white privilege. What else? What else do you need? Wanda Sykes. Yeah, I, I don't want to make it a whole thing. Uh, arguably, I I understand it's his world, and he has the the wherewithal and the freedom to go back to the characters and tell more stories. But I I, I think of Clerks as its own thing. Uh, the expanded universe I've seen, like some of the comic books cartoons are pretty good, but like, yeah, there's no need for other movies. In fact, this making a third one is like, okay, fine. Like I'm sure he's making the, the third one actually trailer. looks good though. Like, like, like the, for the, the third second one. one. I, I saw the second one. Yeah. Have, I, have, I, you seen I, the trailer? have you seen the trailer for the, uh, for third the, the third one yet? Not yet. No. He, he essentially turned yeah. Randall into himself, and Randall suffers a heart attack in the trailer, like heart issues, and then decides to make a movie. So he's, it's essentially oh, okay. That's cool. Of, yeah. So he's yeah. like projecting his own experience and like grappling with his own mortality. I don't know. If he's gonna, he's like, I don't making know if Clerks be. too. Like, like he's making yeah. the first Clerks movie. And not only that, they're doing the scene where they're do, uh, where uh, Dante gets shot, and uh, Dante's <laughs> like, I, I don't think he should get shot at the end. Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe it'll be good. Like, I, I, I don't remember. Like, I didn't like dislike Clerks too. I just didn't think too hard about it, frankly. Yeah. Like, and and it, it just it for me, it never seemed like a movie that needed a sequel. It seemed like it was perfect exactly as it is. It's but, like it's quotable. Like, if you're like a teenager or something, and you watch it though, and you if know, you're like, a teenager in really 2006, edgy, edgy things to say that you could just kind of like snigger at or whatever, and like <laughs> what it, a lot of things that I think he certainly gets grief for but does not give credit for is just the the intelligence of the dialogue and by intelligence i also mean in the intelligence of just like the vulgarity of it like vulgarity intel vulgarity intelligence like just like even when it's vulgar it's like oh that's pretty good and it's like now then a bunch of people ripped that off and that became like just a quote-unquote a thing and it's like no that's you you're doing the kevin smith thing is what you're doing yeah and you never admit <laughs> that but that's yeah. what you're doing because he never yeah, gets yeah. credit for it yeah I mean, and it's one, one line one line that stands out to me in clerk specifically is when uh he goes i was making a broad generalization and she says you're making a generalization about broads that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic right yeah 
yeah, yeah. I, I think the other thing too was like like the nerd levels too, because like like in the late nineties, I remember you know being in my early twenties and uh, um, you know we. we this was like like everybody kind of related to it because like we were all nerds. We we're just like uh, there was the nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. There was, and there was not there was nothing like that on and like there was no Marvel movies or TV either, show. So. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the thing that's hard to understand, especially for people that uh, just constantly rail against these like you know now all encompassing cultural phenomenon. There was nothing of that sort around. Yeah, nothing. What the idea doing. that we could maybe we could get a Spider-Man movie someday, a single single Spider-Man movie. Perhaps we could get that. With yes, 40 I don't know, years. maybe not. With 40 yeah. year old going to high school. <laughs> uh, Leonardo yeah, exactly. DiCaprio was Spider Man. That, that was. Uh, and Toby McGuire would have still been too old for high school at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah, and what we were getting was like Batman and Robin and Steel, which was coming out right around yeah. the same time Kevin Smith was kind of taken off. Yeah, Ooh. somehow Batman I mean, was the one franchise. Bat, yeah. Quite hard. Bat nipples. Yeah, Tim Burton's Batman came out like, what, like oh, in 89? Well, was, yeah, yeah, 89. Uh, and the Joel the one that Christina's talking about, yeah, the Schumacher one's kind of tough. I think it's 90, yeah. I think it was 93 or something. Uh, 94 yeah. was when uh, Batman Forever came out. Forever, no, Batman, 95. 95. 95. And, then, and then like 97, I think it was, when uh, Batman the and Robin Cooney came version. out. So. Yeah. I, I yeah, think the, the I, Tim Burton ones are good. I, I, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think it's also, yeah, Burton like Tim Burton ones. Ones. Also, check out the comics, the, the Batman 89 comics that are out now. What a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think we're kind of having a backlash right now. And, and it, it kind of sucks. You and I were talking about this last night, Conan, and like text. But like there's kind of like a backlash to this kind of uh, like superhero. Well, not just superhero movies, but also like superhero uh, or comic book nerds making movies about superheroes. Right. Like yeah. there's a there's a, a kind of an irony poisons, uh, you know, like backlash to it. Taika Matata's catching, catching, catching shit. And it's like, have you ever seen like Gun for the Wilder people or like boy, like really? So I think he cut. Okay, sorry. Well, even he I doesn't mean, want to release his own cut. <laughs> but like the thing is, like, just people are just preemptively getting mad at him because like he is he doesn't give a fuck involved in this in, in intellectual property. It does, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. But the problem is that it's like the level of, of quote unquote discourse about it is just yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just nerds getting nerds getting mad Neither at different boys. Is nerds getting mad at a different type of nerd stuff? Like yeah. hey, you stole my you stole my uh, my premise for this yeah. when I was talking about it last night, and I said like like if you look at something like Chapo Trap House that rails against these movies a lot, like it's it's yeah. a different and elevates Avatar, which is a piece of shit. Just to be clear, it's so, a different yeah. kind of no, film. Titanic is the superior James Cameron. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, but it's a different kind of uh that goes for Hit Factory too. He could have Avatar blows. He could have gotten off of that. He could have. They could have both been on that door. N never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, but but yeah, the thing is, like, it's become like a replacement for a personality for a lot of people. It's just the thing to do is to yell about the fact that these movies exist. Where it's like, I'm sorry, I grew up when like all these action movies were pervasive, where it's like there's like the the thinnest gruel of a the plot. And then like, but it's, it was fine. People went and saw them. And even when they were terrible, were there good ones? Yes, there were terrible ones as well. But there wasn't this level of everybody having a platform and an opinion that they feel is like unique. And well, I'm a rebel. And I'm going to tell you that I don't think you're not a rebel. Shut up. Take a seat. Nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. It's like Let people can have when there are like minority like characters in Star Wars. And I'm like, there are actual yeah, animal I mean... living human being hybrids and things that don't even look 
human or animal in Star Wars. And, and, Why uh, you and anti-Semitic fairy creatures. <laughs> there sure are, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, which we can charitably say was, was just like myopically, uh, culturally, accidentally cultural and sensitive. But, somebody somebody the, called Jar Jar the other day like a Sambo stereotype. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I was, yeah. I've been looking for the for the racial stereotype to like it describe Ew. what Jar Jar Binks is. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the oh, one. You yeah, haven't heard that, that before? <laughs> But well, then also not, they, not towards uh, Jar Jar specifically. But the actor who portrayed the the character in question was like bullied to the, the point desk. where he was where he was. Somebody will get a sentence out and not be interrupted immediately. Uh, where he was like contemplating suicide, like yeah. seriously contemplating suicide because everyone's like yeah, the worst character that ever existed. Blah blah. You know, it was like I, I don't disagree, but you don't need to tell the guy who acted it. Sweetest people you'll ever see on Twitter. He never says a bad thing about anybody. Yeah. And, and he's just an absolute wonderful human being. So follow Ahmed Best on Twitter. And also let's not forget that like originally that that incredibly that of the new trilogy of movies, they took the most cowardly approach possible and they basically wrote out slash wrote down the characters that were the one that had like actual natural arcs in favor of just giving the quote unquote fans what they quote unquote wanted. And that's the worst kind of filmmaking that you can do. And, and yeah. also too, let's not forget with, with the writing for like Anakin Skywalker was horrible and it made people hate Hayden Christensen, but now everyone loves him because of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I mean, there's no canoes in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's also, that too, looks like terrible. The kids who watch it are now <laughs> Like, like, let's be honest. I watched, the kids who watched it. it, grew up, and they they appreciate, you know, like what he did. You know, it's yeah. like that nostalgia thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I gotta Jeremy. say, I, <laughs> I I'm a big so I'm always Coda Neutron and everything because I am Coda Neutron. But if I was to make it like a Twitter handle or something, Jar Jar Only Fans would be a chef. Really topless. <laughs> charge our only fans that's so good <laughs> Me about the hand brown <laughs> right, that is straight so, after party stuff right there John, what were you, saying? you know i was gonna first actually tell the story of how i first saw clerks yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah that's what that's what you're supposed to be doing right yeah. but then you guys went on a star wars I guess the the episode. Which one, did you like better? <laughs> um, I gotta say, and and I'm totally biased, and I'm probably gonna be like canceled for this, but I actually do like the Phantom Menace, the one with Hayden Christensen that uh, Christina was talking about. But only um, from racial stereotypes. Wait, 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 wait! Hayden Christensen That was Jake Lloyd. Excuse me. <laughs> Jake, oh well, Hayden Christensen was in. It's it's been a long time. You know? Is the part you liked best about it how they kept telling you what you should feel rather than showing to you on the screen, or do you like the fact that they killed off uh, one of the coolest looking bad guys in history in like five minutes after like oh. building him up for like six months? Plus, uh, with the best lights. Like, Although he wasn't actually dead, and blah blah blah. And then yeah, and then they regretted it and kept trying to bring him back. <laughs> well, and they brought him back, and it was actually better. But that's whatever. Yeah. And that fight well, sequence, it's just. I was also gonna say I, I, this is totally just like talking bringing up the subject of Hayden Christensen I saw him in a movie once uh, it's on YouTube and it's called Shattered Class and it's like really good but bringing it back to Clerks the first time I saw the film was actually like 20 years ago I saw Strike Back and I was hooked like that film for me was like this is this Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is right yeah Jay and Silent okay. Bob Strike Back and it was like 
I was like, Strike Back? What movie is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I was thinking about this show called <laughs> Fight Back. There was like a con- consumer protection TV show where like people would, these guys ripped me off. They posted these prices and they didn't. I was like, yeah. Fight Back, Strike Back. Anyway, Speaking of like Star Wars, like ripping up, being ripped off by Star Wars. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back, Strike Back. Yeah. Jay is fine. But that was the first Kevin Smith movie I had seen. And then I was hooked immediately. And then I actually saw the first film. Uh, like three years ago, because I bought the, I bought a, a six dollar copy at uh, the dollar store across the street from my apartment. That sounds like a shitty dollar store. Six dollar yeah. copy at a dollar store. Yeah, it that's is like going to the dollar definitely... section at Target and seeing stuff for five bucks. What the hell, Target? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you on last. It, it was, it it was cheap ass, but it was worth it because I I got the DVD, took it home. I watched it, and, and it was, was the like, Chinese. It was the Chinese version of Clerks, where they remade. No, it, it was not Chinese. It was. Oh, you mean like it was made in China? Yeah, but anyway, well, what, what I are watched you doing it. getting DVDs? I I recorded it off of IFC onto VHS, like I'm, a normal person. I'm so old school, Andy. I tell you, I'm I'm so old school for DVDs. I have like a collection. He he stole um, a projector. He actually showed it on the on his own <laughs> wall. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I bought them, I bought the movie, watched it. I was hooked and I saw dogma and then chasing Amy, which was my like second, third favorite, uh, film, but it's, but you know, I, I've been hooked ever since. Like I'm a huge, been become a huge Kevin Smith fan and I still defend him from all the, the pop culture haters. I, I want to get us, get us back on topic, but first I got to ask yeah. Zach and Mary. Anybody? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I yeah. loved it. Oh my god! And I love the Justin Long cameo. Where he's like, it's like as if they're all getting turned on by like Jason Mewes uh, screwing that one porn star, and there's this guy's like in the background behind him. He's like, "You guys are open." It's like him adulterating his own story, as he said. Yeah, like clerks with porn, essentially. One time, I recorded it, DVR'd it, and my Uma was like, "Christina, you recorded a porn." (laughs) I was like, "It's an actual film." It's a film about people making a porn. There's a difference. Who's this this Zach and this Miri? Why are they? Why are they making so much porn? It's Um, like a movie within a movie. Kind of I, so I, I have I have this clip that I found that I've never seen. It's uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes when they're doing. I think they had like had a podcast or something where he was trying to help Jason Mewes get sober, and they oh, were doing yeah. a bunch of oh, promo yeah. for stuff. And yeah. so this is them. Kevin. This is Kevin Smith talking about the wild like stories about meeting uh, Jason Mewes and all of, like the crazy shit that he was doing and why he ended up just like writing a character that was Jason Mewes, but like you know as a <laughs> more developmentally <laughs> disabled. Yeah. He looks rough right there. really good friends and i think he's the most like original human being i've ever met like hands down an american original through most of our lives before i made the movie i would always be like man you're funny but i wonder if anyone would find you funny outside of like new jersey somebody should put you in a movie one day and find out if like you're funny to people like in chicago or something like that and then years later when i was like oh i want to make a movie one of the first things I thought is like, I'm, I'm putting Jason Mewes in the movie because he's like the funniest person I know, the most original person I know. I want to see if anyone else thinks that Snoogan stuff works. So I'm going to stick him outside the convenience store like as one of the dealers. I worked at Quick Stop 
And you always had teenage weed dealers hanging outside the building and stuff. Never one of them. There's always like a group or at least two. One guy dealing, one guy's his muscle and stuff. And then I didn't want to give him somebody to talk to because I wanted to showcase all the stuff he says. I'm like, he's way more interesting when you just let him go. So I was like, I'm going to stick somebody next to him, a character who's his muscle, but don't say anything. Like there's a character in this movie I loved called My Favorite Year. Uh, Herb, one of the writers. I couldn't name his character anything but Jay. Like, it never occurred to me to give him a fictional name, like Dirty Harry or whatever. <laughs> it's just like he was Jay and Jay was Jay. So it became Jay and Silent Bob. Snoochie boochie noochies. Honestly, my, uh, I, it started off as Nid. Nid just started off uh, as meaning just kidding because I, at 13, 14, I was told, always kidding with my friends and or people. And, and I wanted to make sure they knew I was joking around with So stuff. he didn't get hit. It began as net. And it was almost like this weird nervous tick. The kid was always going, net, 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 net. And then it grew. He, he started finessing it. So he'd be like, nooch. And then like, nooch. And the like, same thing. I slept with your mom. Nooch. You know, he, he got he threw a Dutch on it. And then it would grow where he'd be like, I slept with your mom last night. Snoochie boochies, you know, and stuff like that. And I, it was amazing. I watched language grow. Like I would do stuff for almost for my own entertainment. Like it's almost like a nervous tick. Like you said, like I wouldn't, I would do things, but I would say it to entertain myself. His good explanation is the story in the library when I busted in the library, we kicked in the door and I didn't look at you guys and I was doing stuff. Uh, so <laughs> now you got to finish the okay. story, man. <laughs> so he tells a good story about he members. And I remember sort of this. He walked in, me, me and yeah. Walt were at the wreck and we were bagging and boarding our comic books. And all of a sudden it was quiet. No kids were there. It was before the kids came from at three o'clock. All of a sudden the door, boom, gets kicked open. And Jason Muse marches in and proceeds to fillet anything somewhat phallic in the room so he grabs the pool stick and he's sucking it off he grabs the phone and he's sucking it off the flagpole sucking the eagle off and me and walter watched him go from item to item and he never looked at us it was never like look at this right it was, it was almost as if like he was walking around town going oh it's two o'clock i better go to the wreck and suck everything off and so we sat there and watched him and then he reached the asteroids machine an asteroids the uh, kiosk for those that don't remember has no joystick. There was nothing phallic for him to work. And we were like, what's going to happen here? As he stood there frozen. And then he shrugged and went, la, 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 on the rollerball and stuff, mm. on the buttons. So I was like, man, I, I want to hang out with this kid. He's a genius and he's very orally fixated. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of guy for me. That's when I knew, like, you know, this is somebody should see this besides us. He would work for an audience of two or none. And mm. like, it was like throwing away gold where I'm like, this is legit funny. So years later, after like hanging out over a couple of years, when I was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker, I just remembered all the hits, you know, the greatest hits. And I was like, I'm going to have him do this. I'm going to have him do this. And just to have him be an energy and a, a, as a player in the movie was something that I felt like, yeah, it might, it might work. I just want to see if anyone finds it funny. And when it came out, nobody talked about us. Mm -hmm. Nobody was ever like, Jay and Silent Bob. There's one review that mentioned Jay specifically. They would mention me a lot because they were like in parentheses and the director also plays a character named Silent Bob. But they never talked about Jay and Silent Bob and then there was a review by, I think it was Leah Rosen in People Magazine. And she said, Jason Mewes, you want to find the rock he crawled out from under and make sure there's nothing else like it under that. 
he showed me that review. He's like, is this good? I was like, that's a rave, man. Like, that's huge. <laughs> That's great. Oh, They're also a Greek yeah. chorus too, which is which is amazing. Like you it's, know what's it's, what's so interesting is the fact that they basically right. play each other's characters. Like Kevin Smith is the is the one who talks, the talkative one, and Jason, Jason is like yeah. always so quiet. So They're totally like, they're like so opposite of one another. But also, that kind of works. Inside joke. The inside joke is that Harley Quinn is actually the daughter of Jason because if you remember J what the. The reboot of Jay and Silent Bob, where they kind of made fun of like reboots and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He has a daughter, and he's like, "I think I'm gonna need a blood test or something like that because yeah, she kind of does look like him test. physically, like face, same like similar yeah. facial features, but <clears throat> he looks like her mother." And then he put uh he put his daughter also in um well like Tusk I think briefly and Yoga Housers yeah with uh, Johnny Depp's uh, youngest daughter. Yeah, daughter Louis Rose. Impressed, Christina turned it around to Harley Quinn. Well done. <laughs> well, hey, he he named his daughter after her. <laughs> I know, I know. Which which is perfect. This is this is awesome. Well, and it's which, look, it's it's. I think it's actually very fitting that in this episode, ostensibly about clerks, we got into a Star Wars discussion. I mean, like it's sort of like that's that's the vibes, right? The vibes yeah. are that it, it 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 goes off in these wild and passion directions. And it was also the fact that this was before like. Before the Marvel Universe, before the DC Extended yeah. Universe, there was the US Universe. And what a lot of people have been saying to Kevin for years was, oh, you took from them. And he's been like, no, 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 I took from them. Because the comic books would have that interconnected universe. Right. Like Spider-Man, X-Men, like all the all the comics yeah, would like, have like, like characters. Exactly. Back in the 60s, but... they'd have just an issue where like Spider-Man just swinging through town and like, Thor would uh, swing by, and then you have to stop because he almost hit Submariner, and you have to stop because he almost hit so and so. And there are superheroes you know, everywhere. You know that that, that was that Especially was like, in New York. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, a, a stupid issue, but but like you know, um, that that that's that was how the the comics were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think the 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 Jason Muse story is really funny, and just like imagining yeah. him as this is kind of like hyperactive, like slightly mentally ill kid shit like right like, like you run in you start like filleting shit and like i don't know like, like, to get people to laugh a, and like <laughs> there's like a funny story kind of going before that where like when it was kevin uh brian johnson and walt flanagan when they were all like young younger uh muse would go with uh with all the three of them when they would go out and like go to arcade go to the movie theater etc and like he would do his thing muse and Brian Walt would just be laughing, and Kevin would be like this, with in the in the backseat with his arms going, he ain't no fucking funny. And he would just do <laughs> this thing like the knee and the snooty booches and everything. And soon after, I guess as Kevin said in that thing, uh, in that clip, like he inherited Muse. It was after the famous, uh, it was at a rec center in New Jersey where yeah. he did the the filleting of all the all the objects, and that's when he realized, hey, Jay, this guy's a this guy is a comic genius, man. And putting him in the movie is great. And I yeah. love, love the quote that's just like, where he's like, I want to see if anyone finds this funny outside of New Jersey. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take this to a different city. Yeah. Would it still be funny? Which I wonder if Dr. Oz finds this to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, 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 I grew up, I mean, you know, in New York, but like we're, we're like pretty close to New Jersey. And sadly, I can smell it from here, but. Um, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but uh um no like there's a lot of like people that just kind of hang out in town and like hang out in front of places and like 
there's like still is like it's not like it used to be but like people would hang out outside of restaurants or like whatever like the gas station downtown like mobile like, there was always i mean we don't have a 7-eleven here but like yeah like, yeah yeah you so, got the what the the stewart's yeah, we got we got storts. We got storts. Yes. Uh, well, so the thing to remember too is that like I'm not from the East Coast. Like I, at the point in time this movie came out, I never even been to the East Coast. But like it's it's a universal truth that there's a weird power dynamic with any kind of like small scale retail experience. And this came at a time when there really wasn't a lot of that. And because of that, like this and like office space kind of goes hand in hand uh, with this as well. Like. A lot of the reason why I connect with people is, I mean, anyone's had a crappy retail job, whether or not they're like, oh, Dante, you know, is right for basically being the author of all his own problems and complaining about it all the time or mm-hmm. like whatever. They know the misery of, of you know, like Sartre, like how was other people, right? Zombies. Doubly so with customers. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's completely, and that's one of the reasons why it was it like resonated with so many people. And the folks that don't, it's like portrayed in a funny, interesting manner. And and the service industry, like retail or you know restaurants or really anything, right? Like any any kind of service that you're kind of being provided in in a store or in a gas station or in and really anywhere with with you know, um, there's that thing where like you can tell people kind of hate you when you go in there yeah. as a customer and you have, have to like ask some questions or something like. And yeah. there's like a whole like fake like a fake nice or like fake friendly thing that like, you know, people have to do in those situations. But like, you can tell that like, if you ask them a stupid question in their brain, they're like, no, this is a stupid question. This person's a fucking moron, but like customers <laughs> always right mentality. But, um, but usually they say it in nicer ways than Randall does. <laughs> yeah, well, So to have a character that does not give a fuck about that, right. That's yeah. like able to get away with that shit is almost like you're, it's, it's like you're projecting your own uh, desire about like what you wish you could say to that fucking customer onto this character. And like, there is a lot of times a person like that at some stores, but like, you know, that's yeah. like a wise ass, but like the fact that yeah. he kind of takes it so far, that you're like this guy would not be working at this video store anymore. This guy would have gotten fired from this video like, store. And the whole, like, <laughs> I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am, where he just doesn't like look up and like, she's just like, like yeah, yeah, reading the paper. <laughs> it's so, I mean, the commitment to it is, is so steadfast. And like, that's what makes it so deeply hilarious. I mean, the Randall bits are just like, just, hilarious like dropped in like hilarious and one of the reasons why is yeah he's like pure id right <laughs> hey michael how you doing man my, got, my got, mom my- has experience working at a gas station the night shift like and oh my god she's like i've had guns pulled on me i made sure that your father was with me because he would scare the shit out of them and i'm like oh hey these people these like kids had guns wanting alcohol my father was uh there were no masks for him. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that's scary, though, working, like, at a gas station at that sure. time. Yeah, specifically, yeah. whichever, like... It wasn't like a James job or clerk situation. I was like, you sure weren't... And, and it was funny, because when I was telling my mom I was going over this film... Well, it was like the, the clerk situation at the end of it, if they kept that ending in when they pulled the gun out. Yeah, I was going to say open yeah. carry in all these states, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I was telling my mom, was, I was going over this film. I'm like, you know, Kevin Smith. The she's like the silent one, right? I'm like, yeah, he's from Red Bank, and she's like, oh, are all those films filmed in New Jersey? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like they all take in New Jersey. Filmed in the actual Quick Stop slash RST video that he was working in in Red Bank. Like, yeah, that's know, awesome. I love that. Yeah, 
It's yeah. like a national like, like monument or whatever, if it still exists. Well, he has a, well, he has a comic book store called Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank that he's bought. Yeah. Um, that Walt Flanagan manages. I've been to. Yeah. I think it's either him or Brian Johnson. I think both of them. If you watch, the, I think it's Comic Book Men where they like, it's a show where they like. Yeah, they have a show that they come out of there on AMC where they like. Yeah. It's like a uh, what's that? It's like it's like almost like um, what's that show where you go in and they like uh, Antiques Roadshow? No, it's almost like uh, the show where. <laughs> where <laughs> whoa, whoa! Why was that it? Why was that the one that you picked? What was that about? <laughs> it's <funny>. Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> and that's the only one that I can think of too, to be honest. Um, no, it's like that. It's like that show where they go in and you give them money, like you see how much something's worth. And uh, Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Pawns? Pawn stars is probably Pawns star. yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like that. yeah. It's a good thing I thought of it. Pawn stars. <laughs> this one time while working overnight at gas station, New Jersey, this dude pulled up at like three thirty a.m. Absolutely naked, look for ten dollars worth of gas. Yep, sounds legit. Yep, oh. sounds like New Jersey, all right. Yep. <laughs> um. So this is this is the this is about casting Randall. Uh, Can I tell a story about the watching the the documentary? That, oh. This is, this is from that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the, the part of the documentary where they talk about casting Randall. Anderson, with no intention of reading, he came in as a friend, basically, just to sort of hang out. I remember when we heard about the auditions, it was like, whoa, there's going to be hot actor chicks there. Let's go check this out. He was like, hey, you know, Kev, as a joke, can I get up here and do some of these this, uh, this Jay stuff? In high school, I never acted, never was in plays, never wanted to do any of that stuff. Not in me, she says. That's what she says. Silver, I get. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm a little nervous now. You made me nervous. The whole thing is a blur, and it was probably a horrible audition. <laughs> I fucking hate jerking off when I ain't got a jerk off. You know what I mean? So I take it out, I blow a nut on her belly, you know, and I'm out of there. Just as my cousin comes walking in, we're so fucking close to all. Hey man, I don't care. If she's my cousin. I'm getting her again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He was really, really funny, but it didn't dawn on anybody at that point that Jeff would be a good Randall. You know, at that point, I was going to play Randall, and then as I got close to production, I'm like, I can't memorize all this dialogue. I'm not an actor. What am I thinking? I'll get somebody else to do it. And Kevin was like, you know what? I've been thinking. What do you think of Jeff Anderson for Randall? I called him up, and I was like, dude, I want to read the, through the script with you. Page by page went through, I think, the entire script and read it. And at the end of it, I was like, I think you're it, dude. You're, you're Randall. And I remember like trying to talk him out of it. I'm like, how much money is this movie going to cost you? And he's like, you know, thousands of dollars. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm out. I, I'm not. You're not spending thousands of dollars on the hopes that I remember all these lines. It's just not going to happen. I can't think of someone else that could have played that role as perfectly, though. That guy is. That's yeah. The perfect guy. He was fired. It was the right yeah. choice all along. I think that Muse was better for Jay, and, and he was better for Randall. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, he he literally is. Jason Muse literally is Jay <laughs> as himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have weird weird off the, playing him. <laughs> and the, the sort of story of Kevin Smith, though, like the funny thing is, like Kevin and Jeff Anderson had a falling out uh, subsequent to Clerks, and that's why you don't see him in any of the other the other films. Uh, I. Yeah, you see him in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You see him in Zach and Miri make a porno. You see him in. You see him in Dogma, but he wasn't in uh, Mall Rats or uh, Chasing Amy. Yeah, well, Kevin, a... Kevin Smith seems to have a falling out with a lot of people. Like he famously has his one with like Ben Affleck and mm -hmm. 
Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad they reconciled. I'm actually going to say that they reconciled. Yeah. Well, he's reconciled with everybody, but he's had falling outs with uh, a lot of different people. Yeah, I also so think, damn talkative. You know, taking care of uh, Jason Mayhews through his, uh, uh, you know, recovery from addiction. Yeah. Like, like, you know, that, that, that kind of made uh, Kevin Smith really kind of grow up. Um, I, I'd love to see, like, him do, like, a real drama. No, I don't. Just six comedies, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I was actually going to point out this, like, briefly in the subject. In this, uh, in preparation for this, I, I read this diary book of, of Kevin's that talks about his struggle with Jason Mew, like helping Jason Mews mm. come through his like substance abuse. The book is called, if you're interested, My Boring Ass Life. The Diary <laughs> of Kevin Smith. Literally, that's what it's called. And no, the, I subject, the subject is called Me and My Shadow. And I think you can find it on one of the blogs as well. But well, Jason Mews like, robbed him. Like, literally, yeah, he stole. When he stole Smith's ATM card and like spent like hundred dollars worth of a hundred dollars worth of it on heroin, it was it was just. But like reading that, I have to say I cried because I just I'm just glad that he he got through it, you know. Yeah, yeah he have never really seen... gave up on him. Yeah. Do, do y'all remember uh, Jason Buse did a uh, Nike commercial in the nineties? I don't remember. No. Um, because like know. like. Uh, it was a big deal when Spike Lee did his uh, in the 90s, and it was like almost kind of the same thing, except it's Jason Mewes just being Jason Mewes. <laughs> yeah, remember when Spike Lee recently did that Bitcoin commercial? Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for J- Jason Mewes Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> you know, Snoochie Mooches. You know, Snoogan's coin. We're just kidding about the price. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it is fuckable, unlike the other tokens. <laughs> Yo, I love the line that he says at the beginning of uh, Clerks Two, where he's like, he's like, you know, I could be like an astronaut or something. He's like, you know, going up in space, I could be the first person to find some kind, kind of, of alien, alien life, life force and fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Silent Bob, Bob is standing just going, and then he's like, yeah, people walk by and go, there he goes, homeboy, fucked him once, yeah. and Silent Bob's just like. Have you guys yeah. ever seen, unfortunately, uh, Freddy versus Jason? Yes. 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 I've you seen know the one stoner character that gets high from the Freddy caterpillar or whatever the fuck that thing was. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah, yeah. based off of Jay. Yeah. And in the Never Sleep Again documentary, they're like, yeah, we based the dude off of Jay from Jane Silent Bob. And they had Jason Mewes. He's like, I remember my first day on set, Freddy versus Jason. It was like, it was, wait a minute. This is not the movie I was in. Fuck off. And he leaves. <laughs> um, they also had them in the, I don't remember if, I think it was, uh, but I got high, but I got high. Like he really set like the stoner stereotype, like character trope. Well, and also, like I mentioned as an aside, we're going to come back from a clip, but like they serve the purpose narratively in the story as a Greek chorus, right? Which for for those that are not familiar with like, you know, more traditional storytelling concepts and whatnot is not something you expect to see in a black and white indie film about convenience store clerks. And, yeah. Uh, store clerks. Was he talking about and, Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and but it works that like, you know, like, look. What's what's the big thing about Silent Bob, right? Established in this film that he doesn't speak, but when he does, he says something that's incredibly like wise and like poetic and like you know drives a narrative in some way, and that's 
that's something that um it works in this because of the complete over-the-top nature of like like look anything that like is a retroactively cancelable offense in this movie is absolutely done by by Jay. And it's absolutely him just, you know, whatever's off the top of his head for sure. And yeah. let me assure you that it, it embodies the Walker. times perfectly. <laughs> yeah. All, the times are embodied perfectly by him saying those things. I'm not saying I I was that's my jam. It isn't. I'm just saying that trying to apply retroactive morality to it is is completely absurd because that is how people. Do I do it. like the insult cock smoker though. I, I say <laughs> sometimes I'm like, good, you yeah. fucking cock smoker. <laughs> and they say it multiple times. Multiple characters say it in this. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it like channels back to me being like 12 or 13 calling people a cock smoker. Yeah. You I mean, there is, there is one F F bomb that is, that is dropped in there. That is not the word fuck. And there, you know, some, a little bit of transphobic stuff that's in there. Yeah. But again, you can't, you, you you shouldn't expect art to be had. There's, uh, there's two. There's two bombs. There's one at the beginning, there... one at the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but like okay. So and I get that that upsets some people who love talking about it and love talking about how it's terrible because of that. But I, I mean, like, look, it's either you can handle it as a narrative function or you can't. I think people it still love that. watching Breakfast at Tiffany's despite Mickey Rooney's yellow face. Yeah, well, and and I think at the beginning when they when they when they drop that, it's just such a like a weird like surreal thing where he's like, uh, you know, I'd like to line up three guys, you know, make like a circus like seal. A circus and seal. He gets up yeah. and he's like, I hate guys. I love women. Love women. It's, yeah. just such a, it's just such an absurd, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh no, this is like a drugged out fucking drug. He's just going. Yeah, he's yeah. just like saying whatever's on top of his mind. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the predecessor because because no homo hadn't quite came into vogue yet. Uh, yeah, that was kind of the predecessor of no homo. Yeah. Well, but it's but yeah, I mean it's 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 not like he's a role model. It's not like hey everybody yeah. be like Jay, be like this like yeah. maniac who Drug hangs dealer. out selling <laughs> drugs at the at the convenience store. Yeah, what a role model. But I, I think that it also perfectly sets up this this like dynamic where it's like, no, this guy's fucking out of his mind. He's a maniac. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And just to have him and and they, the fact they don't follow him down when he does that, and he he yeah. just is like this. And they have him just like at, at camera level is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a great use of of framing as narrative because it's just clearly like no no we're not with this guy like and yeah. it's very clear like that when this isn't this guy's story. It's 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 pure. It's also just pure like drugged out testosterone in a way that yeah. you're like this oh, yeah. is this is a this is yeah. a force that's like unhinged like untethered from reality right like it's yeah. not like you're like oh there's uh homophobia or something within this he doesn't even have it together enough to be toxically masculine yeah. he doesn't have his shit together enough for that it's just which it's is like which is kind of weird because in in i don't mean to bring up any of the other movies but like it's subsequent to like three movies later in dogma when chris rock's character is like bringing up all this stuff about linda fiorentino's character and jay goes hey what do you what do you what can you say about me and he's like literally you masturbate more than anyone else on the planet and jay's like hey everyone knows that tell something else i don't know and he goes when you do it you're thinking about guys and silent bob looks at him like the clerks the clerks too like porch monkey bit honestly is the, the reason that it's funny is because like i think and and the, that it works is because it's like the the delusion like that people have towards their family like, you know what I mean? Being like, oh, like, my grandma's not racist. Like, she just, you know, used a lot of these slurs. And the fact that, like, he can't accept that his 
you know, grandma was racist to the point where he decides he's bringing it back. When it, that's a word that is ne it's never been used in any other context. Like it's literally just a racial slur. Like I think it works for for that reason because I think it's very relatable to be like, oh, there's no way that like my my grandma was you know racist this whole time. Like it it doesn't. <laughs> it's like also me, the sequel. My, my grandma's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma just wears <laughs> orange on uh, uh on uh, St. Patrick's Day. My grandma just has that. My grandma just has that swastika tattoo. That you know, it's it's a it's not a swastika. It's a starfish. It's a starfish tattoo. Or it's a symbol like a Hindu symbol <laughs> or something like that, or whatever Kat Von D used uh, for her husband's excuse for having a Nazi like, tattoo on his neck. Yeah, like well, like or like a Confederate flag. Like oh well, my grandma's not racist. She's just you know she just believes in the South like intrinsically or something. Heritage. <laughs> but Kirby uh, White. Yeah, I, I think that, that that bit's hilarious for that reason. I don't think all of Clerks 2 works, obviously, but like mm -hmm. that. One of the reasons why we're not discussing it, we're discussing the original one, which is a great which is a great film, and that scene is yeah. not in it, there. It was it was brought to like the congressional like library, like like film registry, registry. like for significant yeah. like three years ago, I think. Yeah. It should be. I mean, it, it, it again from sheer influence alone, it deserves to be there. There should be a it, criterion collection for it. I, it, 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 it. It's so influential when it comes to independent filmmaking. Yeah. Like it's probably one of the top in like it, it gave like, cause there's, there wasn't really many independent films up until like, there was like a huge explosion of like Gen right. X in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the nineties the were, uh, were a real bully uh, <laughs> boiling point for, Awesome independent, and you had folks like you know, like Kevin Smith, and you also have like folks like Hal Hartley, and and you had like you know a lot of Spike like Lee, Jim Jarmusch, Spike Lee, yeah, Spike Lee originally, Jim Jarmusch, yeah, and, and then like now it's funny because like now like quote unquote in, indie film was, has been kind of mainstream because it's easier to get distribution, it's easier. I mean, look at what people think Mumblecore. of like core. When people think of like an A24 movie or something, first of all, A24 is a distribution company, so like that's like one of the reasons why you think of it that way is these are movies that would be called. You know, indie film back in it. Pig would be like a perfect example. Come on, come on. One of my favorite so movies of 2021. A24 is a distribution company that only takes movies that have slightly strange lighting in them. I noticed. <laughs> my favorite indie film is definitely The Guest. Good film. But there's a lot of, I mean, but there's like, a, a, there's so many of them. And, and this is like yeah. perfectly emblematic of that movement, but also kind of hit on some stuff that was mainstreamed very yeah. quickly yeah. and in so a way that like like i oh, hold on real quick they like like oh, that i feel like like mtv style editing was like not in everything and then suddenly it was yeah uh, like in that way and then everyone just like oh yeah it's always been that way it's like no it really wasn't if you look back a couple of years like nobody was doing this anyway go ahead well another another movie well, that, that i would connect something oh, just fine. like what I you're saying to that was an indie movie from the 90s blair witch project that we talked about you yeah. know you uh, talk about all the time Shaky <laughs> now, uh, how, how much would you compare uh, this movie, though, Conan, uh, and I'm specifically asking you because you weren't on that episode, uh, to Slacker? Yeah, ultimately, I think Clerks has the longer coattails and the larger influence, uh, whereas certain things... Matthew of... Film Guys is like going to scream at you and say, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I'll get to get my thought out before he actually jumps on, on stage and does that. Uh, but what I would say is that I think from a more traditional filmmaking structure, what Slacker did and what Linklater became known for and did many times after since then, uh, I think became something that was present in larger films sooner. Mm -hmm. So I think with clerks, the, the influence is more, is more subtle, 
it's almost like sabotage <laughs> to a certain degree to the point that like, you'll never see him given credit by people that aren't like one of his like acolytes and super fans or people that like actually pay attention. Whereas with slacker, it's kind of like, Oh yeah. Rough around the edges, but here are all these things of reasons like why it's a good film. And here are all these other people that are now going to like take those ideas that came from this, you know, very inventive filmmaker and put those towards the, their own uses. And I think it's funny because like, why is that more acceptable? I don't know. There's more dick jokes in clerks. I don't understand. Like, I don't have an well, answer. To that more, this, this movie's on Slacker's coattails though, because yeah. Kevin Smith was inspired to craft this movie the way he did be literally, literally down to the fact that each thing is a different scene, right? Like each thing is like, sure. different. like yeah. he was inspired because he watched Slacker and he's like, talks Absolutely. about that a lot, which and, was and my this... joke about Matthew film guy was that I brought up clerks when we were talking about, uh, and he, Slacker, freaked out at that and, he and he was, yeah. And he was like, he was like, well, I don't want to talk about that. Which is why he's not here right now. But, uh, <laughs> I, I did want to just add on the, the big difference in my opinion, like, like the reason why I gone back to clerks many yeah. times and not really to, uh, uh, Slacker is because Slacker's written all in the same voice, and I hate that. Um, and Clerks yeah, I can see has that. Yeah. very unique voices. Um, like, like each character, you know, even though like like there's still the still, still kind of a Kevin Smith thing to it. Like like mm -hmm. Dante and Randall are two very different characters, and when they have yeah. a conversation, you you can tell that. Um, you know, and same thing like like again, you know, Dante and, and Jay or Dante and um, I can't remember Caitlin the other characters, but but you Veronica. know, Veronica. Yeah, um, you know, the, 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 you can tell they're two different characters. Whereas, and, like, and I um, like, and, and I like that both uh, Veronica and um, and uh, why am I why am I blanking on? Because you caught it from me. Um, no, but so I, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that they're they're both. Uh, I like that they they're both completely different characters, and they're both written yes. in a completely different voice. It's not like he has like one woman yeah. voice or something. And. Whereas, like in in uh, Slacker, a lot of people were just kind of like um, almost finishing each other's sentences of like uh, of tr like like basically Linkletter read like a really cool philosophy book and is just having two people talking about it in his voice. Yeah, well, and so that's one of the distinct differences, right? Like, what are and the I think I think that he makes that work in his later films, but but uh, you know, I'm going to argue. I think Slacker I think it's even work. better in, in Waking Life, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, no, that, that's where it's, it's literally works. just that. <laughs> yeah, off topic, but for a guy that calls himself Matthew Film Guy, it seems like he has really bad takes on films. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next episode, Matthew Film Guy. I'm not kidding about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> another round is one of my favorite movies of that year. It's great. And we agree on that. That's one of the reasons I picked that one as opposed to, you yeah. know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to name movies I disagree with them on, but there's somewhere I'm like, yeah, that's your take. Like Black Bear would be fine to have him on for because he edited the film. So <laughs> <laughs> that you'll allow him on for that one. That's, yes. that's, that's nice of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 so I, magnanimous. So Caitlin Bree, Caitlin Bree and Veronica are written in very different ways. And, uh, they kind of both feel like very fleshed out characters. I think that like um, having having Veronica like trying to get him to go to school, right? Like Dante mm -hmm. is just and like I, I know that it's kind of like a I guess Mary Sue is the name of the trope that it kind of embodies. Like she's like so perfect that you know that like oh Mary uh, Sue. Well, but, no, no, Mary Sue is basically when you put yourself into the character, right? I don't think so. I think Mary. I think. No, uh, well, they're like really so matter. perfect and annoying. I mean, you do can't yeah. you can't see your yourself in there in Mary Sue's, but they're like so perfect. Everything works out for them. So annoying. Nothing bad ever happens to them. It's like it's like writing yourself as like 
a mafia princess who gets kidnapped by this hot mobster and there's just a lot of sex and it's just weird it's just weird i'm telling you guys weird stuff that i've read from um, like I, I think that but i so i think the reason the veronica character works is that dante is not such a loser that he's someone like jay obviously that's just like you know like making like a circus seal but he's just the fact that dante's <laughs> the fact that dante has no ambition and he's kind of just self-sabotaging throughout this whole thing and is kind of just like a scumbag and you realize that like this guy he acts as if everything has been done to him as if it's, yeah. he's not the author right. of and then that's then that happens like later on in the scene when when dante and randall have the fight randall comes back to him and says like you blame everybody for everything in, yep. in your life and you need to realize that it's you that that's that's at fault, like something along those lines. Well, yeah, Dante doesn't take responsibility for anything in this whole movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's 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 the mantra? I'm not even supposed to be here today, right? Like, yeah. That's like incel behavior. <laughs> yeah, well, but I think it's I think where people don't give Kevin Smith and this film credit is the fact that he is held accountable to it and literally called out by one of the more borderline sociopathic characters. <laughs> as yeah. well which is is pretty notable that like it, it, it's a call-out moment and like i think i think a lot of people you know it, even when this movie came out it was it was like popular for a certain type of person to mm -hmm. uh, performatively and uh, loudly not like it and explain the reasons why they didn't like it whether the level of interest was you know 80 percent or zero percent like people really were interested in telling you how much they didn't like clerks and the, the problem is, is that, like, they're all acting as if they have, like, you know, a stake and, like, some hallowed uh, worldview that everyone else, if they're just uh, presented with the facts, will certainly come around to. And they're and for the most part, the criticisms are wrong, almost and objective. Weird, because they all end up voting for Hillary Clinton after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, eventually. And But in, in, the, in the same way, I think it's interesting that, like, Randall's the character who's most... I mean, he might be borderline sociopath sociopathy, but he's most... That might be a bit much, but he's kind of like, he's on the ledge, you know? Yeah, he kind of has a point. So. No, but, like, but he's also the most self-aware and the most... Uh, yeah. Like, he, he's, like, absorbed that this is his station in life, right? Like, he's absorbed the fact that uh, he's, like, he's, like... You know, I'm talking about this thing you have the inability to uh, improve your station life. You sit there and blame life for offering you a cruddy hand, never once taking responsibility for the way your situation is. And then when uh, when Dante is like, uh, you know, you're stuck in this pit too. He's like, yeah, but I've accepted that. That's what I like. You haven't yeah. accepted it. At the yeah. same time, you're you're too scared to actually make any kind of change in your life, but you haven't accepted that this is where you're at, and you haven't accepted like, you know. And I and I find that kind of it's like very human in that moment right like to have someone who's like no listen i know how shitty this is like i know right. that, that this but this is like where i'm where i am like i'm fine with that like you're clearly and, and his coping mechanism is being a snide asshole and he's very good yeah. at it and he yeah. finds enjoyment out of being a snide asshole and he's staggeringly effective at it as well that's what randall but, gets uh canceled for in the end selling yeah, cigarettes. yeah so, selling i didn't sell cigarettes. cigarettes any kids i swear man <laughs> the things i remember in new jersey's the ice cream man had the little ga the candy gummy cigarettes those yeah. were okay to sell the kids oh. yeah, yeah i remember those yeah those were big <laughs> <laughs> You know that you know that Randall would have like somehow gotten famous for like his uh I don't know one of his like insane rants or something gone viral and then been like oh one gosh. of those like can you imagine him on that. Twitter he'd his him like a yeah. following of like ninety thousand yeah. people what's going on Joe Rogan <laughs> and beginning banned every day <laughs> ban evading no. 
But um, yeah, I mean, I the, another thing he goes, all right, if you hate this job and the people and the fact that you have to come on, come in on your day off, why don't you just quit? And he goes, like, it's that easy. And he's like, it is. It is that easy. You're literally working at, like, a convenience store. Like, just quit. Find another job. And I like that he goes, uh, he goes, what's stopping you? He's like, uh, he's like, there are other jobs. They pay better money. You're bound to be qualified for at least one of them. So what's stopping you? And it's like, yeah, dude, like, this is not, this is not some great, you know, uh, some great ex- existential problem that you have where you're stuck in the situation. And it's like, it's almost like a purgatory, right? Like, you're stuck in the situation. You can never really leave. Like, no, you could just say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm out of here. And uh, I'm going to go find something else, go to college. And it's, you know, but, but I mean, the, the moment where kind of Dante accepts uh, for himself or, or uses as an excuse for himself, I guess, that he's just like inability, like he has an inability to change things and he has the shitter get off the pot. Um, yeah. Mentality. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're fucking pathetic. <laughs> and he was only 20, like 22. And yeah, he, he was quite young. He could have like decided to go to school at such a young age. Cause like in the, I don't mean to bring it around to the second one, but again, but like this one in, in the second one, they're of course in like in their thirties and they're still working minimum yeah. wage. But, but the so. thing, the thing is though, it's like um, there were opportunities for people uh, who are 22 in the past, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, right. for, for their parents um, who, 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 you know, wanted to work, but those factories got closed uh, down in the seventies and, you know, mostly in the eighties. So, yeah, so uh, you know, you, you have like this, this, um, <laughs> left behind generation of uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh of people and um you know th- that's actually like the beginnings of like uh honestly the you know that that's the core of the trump supporter right there you know yeah. the, the gen xers who, who got left behind yeah and but i mean i don't know i i think that it is that kind of moment in time but at the same time like there is college available as an alternative right like community college and stuff like right. There yeah, is but can you still, it's still expensive. Yeah, you can as come hell. out with like a like like with what, a graphic arts degree, you know, like great. Like Kevin Smith went to, I think he went to like contention with like two thousand other applicants. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah and you don't have an impressive resume, and you're gonna, you know, have all this uh, debt too, and still probably yeah. work at mean, the. Uh, yeah, it's not anecdotal for us. We were there, like you know, <laughs> like it was. It was like, and that's what's interesting is this is a moment in time that really isn't gonna capture that often, and that's yeah. why it's kind of important for a number of reasons is the, is the fact that it's like kind of a, it, i was gonna say it kind of applies to all generations as well nowadays it does but this is specifically out, right? the generation x experience and the tail end of generation x which is where i and both i and andy are at where we're yeah. right at the tail end they call it generation oregon trail when they bother to think of us at all which is almost never yeah well, we, and we, it, you can actually see the divide too between like jay and uh dante mm-hmm. like 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 yep. that's a really good like like dichotomy of like like the, the like like you know jay takes on the trappings of what people think of generation x and but like mm-hmm. most of generation x is more like dante like really kind of square um watches way too many disney movies uh and um grew up to be like angry trump voters Ter- terminally disappointed and well some of them do not i mean not all of them i yeah. mean like it, it's it, the, although, the thing is yep i was gonna say although brian o'halloran himself is, is not a trump supporter no, no well and neither yeah. are most of generation x but like by the same yeah. by the same token like there was a change there was a change mm-hmm. that like generation x was the first generation who did worse than the generation before them thank you boomers and like that was in the air and it's in there manifest in different ways some of which were cloying and obnoxious and some of which were very poignant and independent filmmaking is actually is, was, at this time is one of the best places you can actually get a barometer for what it actually was like. And I say that as someone that like, you know, like, Hey, I, you know, like whatever I, I figured out my own path, but a lot of friends I have like didn't, and they just kind of drifted around for a while. 
And, you know, and that story is this. There's no telling of that now because, like, you can't even get Generation X mentioned in a conversation about generations. Period. Let alone, you know, you want to talk about like millennials being kept away from power? Yo, get in line, son. Like, seriously, like Generation X, like who do we have? Anthony Weiner? Like, who the fuck do we have that ever was like remotely close to power? Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beto he's, he's, he's the embodiment of like that uh that like hacker skateboarder Gen X culture that yeah, also um politician. oh what's his name from from uh, Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that was that was we're our hope. There from the wire. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, why do I we're so cynical? All right. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to do? Uh, I, I think the, the majority of stuff we're going to get into in uh, you know the after party. I feel like this conversation is, is kind of going all over the place. So, do you want to do the uh, letterbox one liner? Of course, I would love to. So, of course, letterbox. It's a place for film. It's a place where film lovers get to talk at, with, and to each other about the films they love. The films they didn't love, the films they wanted to shout quotes back to, and uh, of course, oh, all this. All this is so many of them were literally just that, dude. Uh, and the films they wanted to fuck. The, the films that they're you know weirdly thirsty for, yeah. Uh, the of course these are all best expressed, not as a treatise, an essay, a novella, but in in the short, concise, sort of tight five format. Uh, no Siskels, no Eberts. Uh, Bottom-up democracy. Everyone gets to have their say. These are the letterbox one-liners for clerks. Roll them. Science fiction. Imagines a world in which vast collections of film and television can be accessed from a single source, regardless of their original distributor or current rights holder. (laughs) (laughs) The tail end of the video store industry. It's true, man. It's true. Like, and, And honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like looking... As I was like looking around to like, I don't remember what it was, and it was like, which one is that one on? Ugh. Three stars. When I, when I was a kid, we had um, so we had Blockbuster in town, right? Mm-hmm. But then we yep. also had one street down. We had New York Video Exchange, which uh, was the like the the more you know you could find whatever there, and there was like section that had like you know kind of porn stuff that you could like go into the back, like the eighteen the and back, up, the back and, way, like, yeah. But like all throughout it, it had like it had stuff that like Blockbuster definitely wouldn't have. So it was, you know, that was like the tail tail end of, uh, you know, being able to rent stuff at the video store. It was like the dirt yeah. mall, you could say. <laughs> As someone who used to work retail and get yelled at by Karens every single day, I feel so seen. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Yeah. Say on, Haley. You got to rip into the occasional customer, you know, every now and then. Are you open? <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you open? <laughs> yeah, everybody asks me. Like, think if you ever work retail, you get that question a lot. I, I, I the sign. I assure you, we're open. It's I so love. Good. I love the. I also love when he goes. Uh, it's it's four o'clock on a Saturday. No one ever comes in at four o'clock on a Saturday, and they cut yeah. to the store, and there's like five people just banging, yeah, banging on the hey. banging on the, the funeral scene. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, true story. I, I used to work at a radio shack and um, I'm standing like just outside underneath the sign. And this woman comes up to me and she goes, excuse me, y'all know where the radio shack is? I'm like, you found us. And she just gives me this funny look. Takes three steps back, looks up, and she's like, you don't think I've been smoking crack now, don't you? <laughs> well, I didn't before, but now that you mentioned it. You have some? <laughs> My love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like some making fuck berserker? 
<laughs> and did he just say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I made sure to put those back to back. You didn't Thank have you. them. Back. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> I worked nine years in a video store and six years in a record store. And I can safely safely say that this is the most accurate movie ever made. And I like safely. that they're com- they're combined. Like it's the you know the quick stop and then the RSC video as yeah. combined. I mean, which is a real thing, but like it's funny that they're two different, they're like two chains that you know yeah. you always find them together. Surprised it didn't got a Wawa. Now you just have you know. fucking nice of a uh a, a subway and like a, a gas station combined. Like you don't or have Duncan, yeah. or, in Massachusetts, we got Dunkin' Donuts. And our gas stations. Yeah, well, yeah I, sure mean, I Where I grew up in like Midwestern Missouri, there used to be a KFC and Taco Bell combined. Oh, KFC Taco Bell. I remember store, yeah. Also, yeah, when those started showing up, I remember that. We're at the Pizza Hut. We're at the Taco Bell. We're at the combination <laughs> Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Combination restaurant. <laughs> My dad memorized Berserker and sung into me. So this movie is simply art. <laughs> My love for you is like a like Berserker. <laughs> <laughs> that part like, always makes me laugh every time. I like I like uh when 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 he's singing to fucking snowball and he's like he's like would you like to suck my cock berserk? Uh, he goes, that's beautiful, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of savages in this town. <laughs> I didn't even talk about like the, the gum being shoved into the locks. Uh <laughs> it's just oh, like, yeah. yeah. And like the and shoe turned, polish, that that bit, that bit, uh, that bit walks so the the Andrew Garfield and Under the Silver Lake could run with the. With hey, the <laughs> there you go, there you go. Cute cat, what's his name? Annoying customer, fucking dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the comics they actually did reveal it. His name's annoying customer. There you go. That's not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing this movie does is call out its main character as the creator of his own conflict several times, showing an ample amount of self-awareness that most movies would lack. Yeah. yeah. You know, but he's just not the kind of person that can uh you know open the, the, the potty lid so he can shit comfortably, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke two blunts and down some hot tamales before watching this. Best movie I've ever seen. Vibe with it on an existential level. Oh yeah, I like that. I like. I, that. I like that it manages to do that though without being like a stoner movie. Like I, you know, yeah. like Kevin Smith's yeah, later yeah. stuff. Like it's it's like it's stoner fair. It's like yo, you're gonna get high and watch this. I like that this movie manages to do that kind of vibe without like kind of intrinsically having its characters be like we're so high right now. Exactly. Except for Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. But <laughs> it's interesting because like in decade be- after this film and his later films, like Kevin Smith became a stoner in real life. That's like the yeah, he didn't somewhat smoke. alternate. He didn't irony. smoke until later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the letterbox one-liners for the movie Clerks. You of course can find movie next extravaganza on Letterbox. That's Forrest over there. Uh, Berserker. <laughs> you see, I'm turning this way. It's it's really hard, man. I still don't have it. <laughs> I of course am going to Neutron. You can find me all over Letterbox. I've uh, just watched the Beavis and Beavis and Butthead. Uh, was it Do the Universe? I just watched that one. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, funny. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. Is the animation uh, good? Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, J. Andrew World. J. Andrew World over there is watching apparently all the Resident Evils. He's got that going for him. Uh, I, I just finished them and uh, I wish I never started. <laughs> he, he... <laughs> I know the feeling. 
<laughs> so he's working through all, all the stuff so you don't have to so go find him on there as well uh, i'm christina down over down over yonder silent chris i can't, is, uh, I can't turn this way but it's, oh, <laughs> i can't i'm sorry i think it's like, like you're you doing go. the patusi you know so it's like uh, yeah, uh she's she's still threatening to do the the johnny depp uh thing you know we'll we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see about follow-up silent chris well the first though i'd still recommend we do ed wood or sweeney todd yeah i'd like to do ed wood it would be good ed wood would be phenomenal. i believe john ross i just oh. saw bob's burger film too by the way i've seen the TikTok. this one this one john ross is now on letterbox as well he needs some friends so go uh go friend him on there i think you're the same mm -hmm. as you are on uh, everything else right you're just like yeah, john ross yeah. Change, if i'm right so yeah. there you go yeah I, I, clerks was my first film i ever uh, reviewed and i actually said this one reality bites and empire records were like that same kind of similar feeling of kid of people in the 90s yeah 90s. yeah and i've I would Yo, love people, to do a people, people were in the 90s. They were, they were, they were <laughs> well, like the fact is, like, I also want to point out, like, in the doc, in the snowball effect documentary, when they did, like, the snowball. final sun game, yeah, in the, in the 10th anniversary, the job thing, so made yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the, in the final Sundance, uh, film, uh, festival in 94, like the final screening, um, this film, Clerks and Reality Bites were seen back to back, so. That was really something interesting that I had not noticed before. Like, wow! So, so somebody, somebody remind me in the after party to mention how much Empire Records is not like working at Tower Records, which is ostensibly based on. Because I would talk about mm -hmm. that at length, but I will wait for the after party for that. Um, by the way, I like, that, Black Black I, like that, I like that you're. I just noticed you're. Assure, I assure you, were open is right above the part of the, the actual. I assure you, were open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Andrew Snooch's world. Please take it away with the plugs. All right. Uh, once again, I'm doing this off the top of my head because my iPad is broken. But uh, tomorrow, that shall be fixed. Woohoo. Um, uh, but we have... Uh, Thank um, you for the update. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, it's a big thing. You know, pe people are worried about it. More and more people are, are tweeting. People are talking um, about it more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, on this show. Especially you. Yeah, but mostly me. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, if you're enjoying the show right now on Twitch, please, uh, you know, if you can't... Um, if, if you are of a means, please subscribe. If you happen to have a uh, Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe for free, and that really does help us out. Um, if you're watching us over on the YouTubes, um, hit like, subscribe, uh, comment, um, and the big ask: watch this video to the end because that helps other film uh, fans. You know, film, uh, you know, movie people. Cinephiles. <laughs> uh, cinephiles. Yeah. I was going to um, say aficionados, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're also doing a YouTube subscription drive, right? And it's like yes. up to seven hundred something. So yeah, we're we're, doing, we're at like okay. seven. I think we're at seven twenty. Um, and we jumped up, right? We jumped up from uh, five eighty to uh, seven fifteen yesterday, and now I think we're up to like seven twenty or seven nineteen. So we need, we need to get monetized. So I, which which means that we might have to stop playing the trailers, but we'll figure that out um we need to get monetized so we need to get to a thousand if we can get to a thousand i will fully everybody in the in the subscribers <laughs> align align three subscribers up and take a circus seal you have 37 subscribers. 720 in a row i hate guys i love subscribers <laughs> What about people that subscribe with multiple accounts? You know what? Never mind. I don't want to know. Fine. Andy, line, up, line, you know line all accounts up and make them. <laughs> 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 
but we have uh, a Patreon if you want to actually help us out. There. <laughs> if this is the content you crave, boy, do we have you handled? Uh, yeah, because because on Patreon really you get mean? access to all of our past after parties and see all the embarrassing things that I have said. Um, yeah, that, that I will continue to say, and uh, I will not like stop saying cut. shit. Stop that forest <laughs> says during the main show. <laughs> the embarrassment will continue until morale improves. Yes, <laughs> until subscribers improve. To be honest, I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we uh, you know, you you know, we do give you the uh, after parties for free live. But once they're live, and you you missed it too late, uh, smooches. We live in a society. <laughs> too late, <laughs> too late, snoogans. At that yeah. point, you know. Too late, snoogans. <laughs> Um, but, but, uh, yeah, you know, but, but they live forever on the Patreon. Snoogans. Uh, there we go. <laughs> after party forever. After party forever. The delay really kills us with Snoogans. Yes. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll get the I'll count us in. <laughs> Anyways. A two, uh, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> so, Conan, who do you have coming up this week on uh, 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 Patronic Reversal? Uh, Stefan Edgerton of The Descendants, all flag, uh, living legend of punk rock. Wow. That is that is a brilliant no big deal. Yeah, MBD. <laughs> What's the last week? I answered questions. That that was the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy knows he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Questions, okay. too. <laughs> No, I think um, I made statements. I didn't as much ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super helpful. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. But, but I actually did ask questions. You did. You did. You did. It, it, and I had some good questions. I, I it was more. Know. It was more enjoyable than I expected it to. When I was sort of like, "Hey, is a roll of the dice? Let's see how this goes." But it was good. And uh, yeah. I, I, well, I was hoping it wouldn't be just. It wouldn't just have been two hours of people asking. You should have so and so on. When are you going to have so and so on? Have you considered getting so and so on? Where it's like, yes, no, maybe, you know. A little bit uh, of that was uh, interesting, but but yeah, you know, there was there was a lot of good questions, and not just mine. <laughs> but we're back to the back to the normal format here. There's a bunch of good stuff coming up. So while you're subscribing to MNE, you know, because I'm too busy yeah. to see moving extravaganza. <laughs> subscribe to Brutonic Reversal as well if you don't already. Thank you. Absolutely, and uh, you got you got your uh, your new music project. Yeah, Action Chief. So uh, actionchief.bandcamp.com. Uh, this has actually been somewhat of a longer running concern, but we, we're finally releasing the record now. So, uh, yeah, go get it. It's only on Bandcamp right now. It'll be on all the rest of the stuff later this month. It's, uh, <laughs> it's different. It's, it sounds different than Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends. I just shredded in this one, so that's fine. But I think, like, it's, and it's actually the same people that are in, like, one of the lineups of Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends. I think everyone but Joe Cannon has been on this show. Because Tony and JB have both been on the show for me. Yeah. So. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, is that an Erica an honorary chief though? Even though she doesn't play in it, she's an honorary chief. Thank you. Really important. <laughs> <that> there. <laughs> true. True. First time yeah, honorary yeah. chief hasn't come with a uh, a racist football connotation. <laughs> 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 or the preemptive Elizabeth Warren joke. Yes. Anyway. And do you also have a Patreon that people should subscribe to if they get uh, episodes of Protonic Reversal early? That's true. That is that All is true. Everything I said is true. Everything you said, said is was... true. <laughs> the truth. Yes. And uh, Christina also has a uh, Patreon and a Twitch show, which she does. Um, uh, what like weekend nights? I think it's. I don't. Yeah, know. Weekend nights, overnight. I'm. I I need my days back, so I just sleep for a few hours during the day, and I get to do stuff 
I'm going to be doing my updated Wanda cosplay because I got a better uh, Scarlet Witch outfit and a wig that's not like an afro or of any kind or too like thick and just, oh, it was all over my face. I hated it. Hmm. Also, Nina Turner followed me on Twitter. Woohoo! Yo, since you said preemptive, <laughs> uh, since you said preemptive Elizabeth Warren joke, I just remembered this. This <laughs> somebody somebody reminded me this exists today. Hold on. <laughs> I really think that all the time, Michael. Because you're very very special people. You were here long before any of us were here. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. Amazing. Or Pocahontas. But you know what? I like you. And I just like. What the okay. hell? Just, <laughs> but you know what? Elon Musk today. You know what? I like you. <laughs> Those poor guys are just like, what the entire fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. oh, Haven't we suffered enough? <laughs> am I, am I going to get this, this medal or like, you know, am I going to live what? long enough to get this? Like, I'm, I'm, Do I have no, to agree no. with whatever's in his syphilitic brain right now to get this reward? Wait, this is how my ancestors got smallpox, right? <laughs> you know, I'm going to Elon Musk's response to Trump's like post. He'd be like, well, I was going to consider giving you back your Twitter. But after what you said to me, nah, I'm keeping the medal. This is the uh, no. This is today was the first shot fired in the, and we'll talk about this in the after party. I'm sure, but it's the first shot. For the level fuck, can we let Andy the, finish the plugs? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because we I'm like, the... like Christina, and I forgot where I was at. We, we were um. You're at John. Uh, yeah, John. John has uh stuff <laughs> uh like like he has a, a show that that occasionally airs. Take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's TGRS uh, on Twitch. Uh, episode 22 is uh, coming up in a couple weeks. So if you like this show, please go like and subscribe on Twitch. If you like this show, that's a different show entirely. There's less people. Um, well, it's just going to be a Twitch stream. Uh, okay. I, I, it's just going to be a regular Twitch stream. Oh, I don't know yet. What, what, what banner of content is on the John Ross shows these days? Uh, You're hanging brain? You're hanging tiger <laughs> It's a hanging brain uh, related yeah. content. We're pivot. Um, it's basically uh, news, politics, pop culture from a left-wing, democratic, socialist, yeah. progressive point of view. It's like the majority report uh, on caffeine. Mm. I, that's a bad yeah. joke. That's a bad joke. I can't <laughs> believe Sam Sear described me as a nasty gal today. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Oh, did he? Allegedly, but we got old, good old Zeke Gonzalez clipping the show for us. There's a lot of stuff that happens on the internet. Yeah. I've been like gone all day, so I, I kind of miss a lot of the uh, drama. <laughs> um, but I, I think those play... are the plugs. Oh. Yeah. I want, I want, so I want to play one more clip before we go to whatever. This is uh, from that documentary again, but this is. All of the uh, cameos that they had. People. We're also we should start mentioning we're also on Reddit. We never mentioned that, but like a bunch of the new subscribers are actually from Reddit, so we should mention there's a Reddit for movie extravaganza. Oh, cool! And people should join that channel. And we have a Twitter. I'm too busy group. trying to learn how to build a bomb on Reddit. So <laughs> yeah, if you're not too busy getting radicalized. Oh boy! But yeah, we, we have a Twitter a group as well. If you want to jump in on that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
a lot of the we people that he to. cast were people that he knew and friends. The one that stands out was my big cameo in the film. Hey, congratulations. I saw the announcement to this paper. That's why I manually masturbate caged animals for artificial insemination. The women that go through every gallon of milk. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. I mentioned this engagement. That's why I'm thinking maybe it's a misprint. There was also a lot of people who, who were cast that just as like extras who just didn't show up. Having people play multiple roles. Ooh, Navy SEALs. Do you sell hubcaps for a 72 Pinto hatchback? Ooh, mini truck amazing. Do you have that <laughs> one with that guy who was in the movie that was out last year? I don't know, since I was about 13. Ed Habstack plays hockey on the roof with the long hair. So who's going to pay for these Gatorades? What do you care, you shoe-polish-smelling motherfucker? I also played the woman that came out of the funeral home. I put on one of my mom's dresses. Could barely get the thing on. That's why my arms were like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I was supposed to play one role in Clerks, which was the... Um, the hockey player. How about covering the point? Man, you suck. Then early on in the shoot, <laughs> I had my beard, Willem Black. On the spot, we sort of transformed him into somebody who was like sort of brain dead. That was Snowball. Why do you call him that? And so we decided I could shave my beard and play the other role. I don't whip your ass any day, pal. And then you talk to yourself down below, which was our only special effect in the movie, Scott talking to Scott. Yeah, you open. No! I remember, like, as we were filming, Walt Flanagan is in, like, every scene as every customer. He had written the Berserker scene for me. And when I read it, I was like, I can't do it. I got, there's no way I'm going to be able to sing. There's no way I'll be able to do it. I'm just not that guy. Ah. So I'll go help you behind the scenes. I'll come, I'll hang out and everything. But I'm really not interested in trying to act because I don't think I can do it. Walt became our go-to guy. There were a lot of people we cast in roles that Walt wound up playing that just didn't show up. It just became the running joke, well, we'll let you do it. Quick, so, put on this hat, put on this wig. Uh, pack of cigarettes? This has been going on for 20 minutes now. Cute cat, what's his name? Annoying customer. Fucking dickhead. Using filthy language in front of the customers. You both should be fired. That was that one was more the, the more the hardest one because there was really lines you had to do and I was really nervous to do that one. Well, if you think that's offensive, check this out. Oh. Oh. I think you can see your kidneys. If you plan to shoplift, let us know. <laughs> Amazing. Cute cat. What's his name? Annoying customer. customer. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> um, that's wait. the kind of we talk a lot about like Ratatat and how like uh, you know David Mamet and uh, like does it well before he he got all uh, neoconned out and how. Uh, Sorkin is sort of accredited for it, and he does like one kind of it, like it for his thing. But like Kevin Smith does good ratatat, man. Like it's, yeah. it's clever. Yeah. Also, I think having Walt Flanagan play every role kind of gives it almost like a, a, a proto South Park kind of vibe, where it's like everybody in this town kind of has the same vibes. Because they all kind of look the same. They all have the same, you know, inane, you know. Everybody's either Scott Mosier or him, or like, yeah, like everyone's thing about them. Um, I actually thought it was like intentional. Like first time I, I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's brilliant!" Because I was just starting to get into like, you know, Bergman and like all this other like films. I was like, "Oh, well, that's really good. you know." This I was is like, oh, no, no, he, he, he's gonna get enough friends to come out for free on a Saturday to film stuff. So, which Man, now I wish I had a cool indie director friend who needed me for roles. I do, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I've I've shown up on the set of like uh like five or six either as director or, or camera or like audio or something because i do that a lot i haven't done it as much since covid but like 
I've just kind Ron, of Ron Pertees made a bunch of movies. Uh, Erica does a lot of second unit stuff for like TV. She's actually like somewhat close to you, at least, too. I, I uh, had a public access show way back when I've directed or like eh, been like AD sort of cinematographer for a few music videos, too. So, I mean, it's, but it's also it's easier now. Anyone can do that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm friends with with people who work in like the adult film industry i'm like hey if i ever come by i would love to know what it's like working on a set <laughs> does anyone need their makeup done <laughs> hey are you open <laughs> i love that can i just say i know we're gonna we're, we're trying to close down here, but I, I love the um i forgot all about the character when they're playing the hockey on the roof amazing first of all and then there's a guy like, hey like when you open then it's like you suck. He starts critiquing them. He starts critiquing the yeah, playing, no. and then he ends Can't up like pass. Don't pass <laughs> this guy. <laughs> like he just like lingers and then like gets involved. Like that's such a that's such a great like I always I love that section of the of the film so much because it's just so like surreal, but also the kind of thing that actually happens in that environment. So <laughs> yeah, well, it's important to yell at people. To close yeah. this out, could I just quote the last Silent Bob thing? Well, I think we're gonna do final thoughts and stuff, right? Yeah, we're gonna that, that could be your that could be your final thought. Um, there you go. So, John, you got some final thoughts? Let's hear them. Sure. Uh, there's a million fine-looking world uh, people, uh, women in the world, but they all don't bring you lasagna at work. Most of them just cheat on you. True that. True that. Greek chorus dispensing I, that. True line was never spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Christina. As someone who's from New Jersey and tries to hang on to whatever's left that I have, even though I moved down to South Carolina when I was four, I always found myself loving Kevin Smith and everything that he does, especially considering that he really knows like the heart of like central Jersey and what it represents. And like, I feel like Clerks does actually an excellent job of kind of representing like that era of like in central New Jersey and Gen X and whatnot. Um, sequels. Yeah, but again, this is a classic. This is like a classic staple when it comes to indie filmmaking. And we know a lot of people have been inspired by this film. Try to even like replicate it in one way or the other. So I highly recommend this film. Um, a lot, you know, it's been how many years? It's been, oh my God. 94 like or so. 27 now. years. Yeah. Sounds about right. Years? That's that's, that's oh, when I'm, man. yeah, because this film I was a year old, but yeah, I highly recommend this film. This and good. more people like if I taught a film class, we'd be watching clerks. That's right, Matthew Film Guy. Suck it. <laughs> Come out next week, Matthew Film Guy. I do that joke every time, and this time it's actually true. I love it. <laughs> um Conan, let's hear those final. Let's hear those final thoughts. Let's, let's well, get first them in of all, here. I assure you, we're open. Uh, no, I mean this is this is. I'm gonna echo a lot of what Christina said. Like this is a modern cinema classic. It's almost perfectly emblematic of Generation X for all the reasons that are articulated. And uh, you know, I think some of the dialogue is fairly hilariously stilted. But if you look at the fact they have a lot of non-actors and people that are just like there to help, it totally makes sense. Um, you have a cast of almost total neophytes. What exactly did you expect, Kierkegaard? You know, like, I mean, <laughs> the film works. It's an indie film that made a huge splash, was incredibly influential in ways that are uh, not just palpable, but noticeable, even if, like, their creator rarely gets actual credit for them, which is still kind of weird and bizarre. And, 
you know, what's the characters are quirky. The, the dialogue, as we've evidenced, is insanely quotable. And it's it's absolutely in the zeitgeist of its time. So it's, I think it's either it's either rated accurately or somehow slightly underrated in my book. Yeah. Andy? You know, um, I, I was thinking a lot about uh, Shin Suzuki while watching this. You know, like, like how he spent uh, all that time breaking down Kurosawa and like his choice of colors. And then we watched uh, Suzuki and just like, nah, he just, he just did whatever, you know? And a lot of, uh, a lot of this was just, you know, Kevin Smith, ah, just doing whatever, but somehow like, like uh, uh, Tokyo Drifter, this transcended uh, the genre and transcended what he was uh, trying to do and somehow created this massive piece of art. Cause like the black and white film was probably chosen not by, uh, you know, not because it, it is reminiscent of, of uh, film, ca- you know, video cameras and, like gas stations, um, but just probably because it was the cheapest stuff he could find. Yeah, no, they did it because they it was a lot more expensive to shoot in color. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so so like, uh, and it's great because sometimes like some of your best creative choices can come from accidents, and and I just love, uh, you know, creative confluence like that. Uh, and just just one kind of addendum to the whole uh, uh, Dante probably a, a Trump supporter thing. Um, I think I think Dante's you know the Dante generation, um was was the first to kind of really feel that that urge that like created both like the Bernie Sanders movement and the Trump movement. And, and yeah. you know, like that's that, that's kind of what they, right. they both share. And so when I'm kind of joking around that he's a, a, a Trump supporter, I just happen to know a lot of guys from college that are just like Dante and supported Trump. So that's, you know, um, but, but they're probably just equally numbered uh, guys from, uh, who didn't go to my college? Went to Randall's college. libertarian, <laughs> <laughs> but just for the weed, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, clearly, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, but uh, so so I want a line that I always like in this movie that never gets quoted is he goes uh, when Randall goes, "What fucking a dead guy? She'll get over fucking a dead guy. My mom's been fucking a dead guy for years. I call him dad." But that's not what I wanted to use. <laughs> this is a classic fucking line. What I wanted to say though, for my final thoughts. Noinch, noinch, noinch. Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers. Pack of wraps, my good man. Time to sit back, kick back, drink some beer, and smoke some weed. (laughs) 